Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, did you post anything for your face app for that new face app to see uh, what you look like when you were older? <laughs> um, I didn't post it, but I did it. So, yeah, they got all my stuff. But, oh, the uh, Russians got you. They got the Russians me. got they you. Got me. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hashtag Mueller report. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny is that, like, the older picture of me, I looked more like my mom. And then when I, uh, did the male version of me i kind of look like my older brother tyler oh, so man. it was it was pretty funny i sent it to my family so but i didn't post it but they got my stuff so <laughs> okay i did i haven't tried any of those apps yet because a i don't need to see myself old because i'm already old and b <laughs> i think i just missed out on it i think i tend to be behind on things and so when everybody started posting this i was like oh that looks kind of cool and then when i saw this <laughs> then when i saw on like the the cnn chiron it's face app owned by russians and that was just like based out of saint petersburg and i'm like oh, nope i was like I know. okay so sometimes it pays to be late to the game. <laughs> yes, very much so. Very much so. All right, well, let's let's get on to our show. Hello, everybody. It is the Seattle Foodie Podcast. I'm Nelson. She's Monica. This is episode 45. We got a bunch of stuff. This is kind of fun. We're going to do some recaps and events and a really, really cool interview, which we'll tell you about later on. So, Monica, let's get to it, huh? Yes, absolutely. So let's see. This weekend, we went to the Bite of Seattle, and it's probably the biggest food event of the summer. I had a chance to try out so much food that not, I don't really know where to begin. Um, so wait, 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 before we say anything, Monica is hiding the lead story here because... <laughs> All right. Monica just didn't go to the Bite of Seattle. I went to the Bite of Seattle, but Monica got to judge the Bite of Seattle. Okay. <laughs> She's bearing the lead. She is bearing the lead story. Monica got to judge the Bite of Seattle. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. So oh. jealous of you. Oh, you know, I mean, I, I'm super grateful that the opportunity came up. It was super last minute and just um, really honored and, you know, just to fill in for somebody and could have never imagined that that would have happened. So it was it was just a whirlwind all day and everything moved so quickly and it was just right place, right time. So um. <laughs> it's very cool. I think it, it's it's a bucket list for me. So I thought that was very cool that you got a chance to do it. And I'm so proud of you. And oh. uh, I think it's just so awesome that you got to do it and, our, oh. and some other friends too. So a lot of other friends, they got to do it as well. And I thought it was just so cool. Oh, thank you, Nelson. <laughs> um, it's so funny because on the way over there, I got really nervous. Like, you know, it just moved so quickly. I'm all, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And on the way, I'm just like, oh my God, how can I mess this up? Like, what's it going to be like? People are going to hate me or like, I'm going to lose my taste or like, what's going to happen? Um, so it was, it was really fun to enjoy the bite in a different way than I have. Um, but, you know, still enjoyed it. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glad to it's have awesome. You there too. It's awesome. Okay, let's go back. Let's talk about back to the bite of Seattle. Back to the bite of Seattle. <laughs> back to the bite of Seattle. 
So um, my favorite dessert, um, and this is my personal favorite because as judges, we have to vote and come to consensus. But my personal favorite dessert was the campfire from Sugar and Spoon. So we know Sugar and Spoon. We visited them many times. They have cookie dough. But this campfire, it was just their take on s'mores and this added scoop of ice cream, like all the textures of everything you want to find in s'mores. It was like so nostalgic, just reminded me of a childhood treat. Um, did you get to try that one, Nelson? Yes, I did get to try it later on on Friday. It was so, so good. We talked to one of the owners of the food truck of Sugar and Spoon, William, and he told us basically it originated when they had a end of the year party and just basically put out all the ingredients and told everybody that worked for Sugar and Spoons, like, make me a s'mores cookie dough. And that's how it originated. And the best one and the person that made it got to be featured with it. So that's how the, the campfire originated. That was kind of a cool story. I love that story. And I love the creativity and the fact that they're getting everyone involved. And I have to say, I think that might be my new favorite flavor from them. And that's saying a lot because I've tried a lot of them. <laughs> Did you get it with the vanilla ice cream? Because that was a game changer for me. Oh, it was that vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Again, like the texture of the cookie dough with ice cream separately and then getting them in the same spoonful is just perfect. So I loved it. So let's see, food trucks, you know, I'm all about the food trucks. And so they were out in force. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, like, they were just killing it. And it was hard to choose what to eat. Uh, Ferrali and Shea Boggs were definitely killing it. And they had signature fan favorites. So everything from siesta fries of Ferrali to like uh, the longanisa and the anyhow ribs with Shea Boggs. Oh, my gosh, they just killed it all weekend. So, oh, my gosh, you get to eat any of that? Yes, I ate both. I ate both. <laughs> <laughs> both all. No, I, I get it. Got the siesta fries. Love it. They were curly fries too. Mm -hmm. That was that was an interesting twist. Farley also had the Enfuego. So I got that mm -hmm. one too as Enfuego. well. Yeah. And then the Chibox in the hot ribs. Every oh, time. Every, every time. time. It's just no question. no question. I I don't even need to look at the menu. It's just like in hot ribs. In hot ribs. Just it's so it. good. Um, you know, the food vendors from near and far offer just about every type of cuisine you can imagine. And uh, Baitang ended up winning first with their garlic fried chicken, and it was perfectly executed. I mean, it's it's hard to beat um, a dish that's well composed and just perfectly done. Um, any other favorites that you had? Because I know you're out there with uh, Annie and Jesse. Yes, we actually stopped by Seattle Pops. Mm. They had a Lilikoi cream that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. You can't miss out on Fisher scones. Mm -hmm. That's always a staple, always. no matter where you go to any of these food festivals. And of course, I got my strawberry lemonade from Behringer <laughs> Farms because hashtag fruit guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, those were those were what I got. I have to say, I drank a lot of lemonades as I was going around because, well, so you so see with the, with the, uh, with the competition, there's like entree, drink, dessert, food truck. So a lot of places were giving us the drinks as well. And I have to say, like, I tasted like a lot of lemonades and a lot of them were really well done. And, and so that's, that's really great on a hot day. Cause it was really hot this weekend for us. Well, for me, I'll say for me, it was hot for me. Oh um, no, it's hot for everyone. I think okay. today was a, almost 89 or something like that. I, I think that's what it is. It's almost 90 degrees. So yeah. Yeah. So you guys, if you missed the bite this year, mark your calendars. This is a food event not to be missed ever. Definitely. All right, Monica, let's move on because I have something to tell you. Speaking of like food vendors, mm -hmm. you and I both had the chance to visit Ricem on two separate occasions. Mm -hmm at two different markets. You got to go to the SLU market and check them out. I got to go to the Kirkland market. 
you can choose from three options from Ricem: the chashu rice, the chicken rice, or there's also the combo rice, which mm-hmm. compa- which pairs both of those. I absolutely love the chashu rice, and I think you do too oh, with yeah. the house chashu sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. I also really love that garlic rice too mm-hmm. that came underneath it, mm-hmm. and the sauces with the chicken rice, sweet soy, chili, and the nom nom. What do you think, Monica? You know, I think it's funny because the chasu rice really reminds me of flavors growing up in Hawaii, and uh, just sort of like really nice caramelization on the edges, so you get a little bit of sticky, a little bit of crispy, and then the pork is really tender. And you're right, like I love that rice as well. It's not broken rice, but it reminds me of broken rice where you get Mm -hmm. this really fluffy texture Um, and so no I I'm loving it for sure so what I really love is that the owners of Ricem Eugene and EJ they did their own spin on things Mm -hmm. right so they don't call it Hainanese chicken because they they improved upon the Hainanese chicken recipe Mm -hmm. and the chicken is a little bit more firm and just a little bit more tender. I really like that they made their own recipes Mm -hmm. from what they've eaten in the past. Yeah, me too. With the chicken and rice, I mean, I think it's really smart to serve it without the skin. I like the skin, but I know that's something that people can shy away from sometimes um, when when the chickens poach. And so I like that they serve it without the skin as as something just a little bit different as well. So if you're looking to find where rice is going to be at, you can catch them on Friday at the Juanita Market from 3 to 7 p.m. And also on Saturday, at the SLU market from 11 to 3 p.m. You guys got to check them out. Definitely pick one of those up. For sure. All right, Monica. This was really fun because the 2002 me was really excited <laughs> about American Idol. So let's be honest. I've only, I only watched like the finale of season two mm-hmm. when Ruben stuttered, beat out Clay Aiken. Yeah, was it Clay, Clay Aiken? Aiken? Yeah. Okay. Clay Aiken. So man, I miss Ruben stuttered. Where, where did he go? Where did what he they go? Call him? The, the velvet teddy bear. Is what they call him, right? (laughs) Why can't I have a nickname like that? That's a cool name, right? That's a really cool nickname, right? Cool nickname for you. (laughs) I know. I mean, if I if I ever like do some MMA fight at like the Snoqualmie Casino or something like that, like Rumble at the Ridge Mm -hmm. or something, I want to be known as like Nelson the Velvet Teddy Bear. Wow, that's so cool. (laughs) Anyway. Tell us about the Lunar Block Party. For sure. So um, unlike you, Nelson, I actually watched about 13 seasons of American Idol. Um, and then I stopped it right before. Thank you for carrying us, both <laughs> And then of I, us stopped, on I your stopped back. for a little while. So I had to catch up again. But you and I and some friends attended the Lunar Block Party at the Museum of Flight to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. And so we got to see the museum and we got to watch the American Idol concert, eat food, and enjoy Illusion Brews like their special release, Space Dust and my favorite recipe whisper. Uh, let's see, food. So I stopped by Cheese Wizards for grilled cheese because I think they have one of the finest grilled cheeses on wheels for sure, and cornflake marshmallow cookies. Uh, we also made a quick taco stop and we finished it off with full tilt ice cream and trophy cupcakes and macarons. So trophy had these Milky Way galaxy macarons and they were amazing. And they had this ribbon of caramel in it and it was so good. So you won't find that picture on my story or the podcast stories because it was so good. I just ate it and I was embarrassed and like (laughs) regretful and like, I felt really unprofessional for not shooting it before, but it was delicious. And um, had you been to a music concert at the museum before Nelson? 
No, I've never been. The last time I was at the Museum of Flight, I feel like I was probably, what, eight years old, maybe? Eight or nine years old. I haven't been to the Museum of Flight in years. I thought I saw you playing with the Legos. Yeah, there were Legos downstairs. (laughs) Like, I think high school, middle school, and elementary school kids, Mm -hmm. like, built legos and they just i I love watching lego displays they're they're just just phenomenal i mean i used used to play legos as a kid and it's just building the stuff and it's phenomenal what they what they created down there yeah and like any other museum i like how you can learn when you don't even think you're learning like i was walking through this tunnel and it was telling me the story of the moon landing so even though i wasn't like reading a book or like looking at pictures as i was walking down this walkway by the time I got to the end, I learned something about the moon landing. And so I love sort of interactive learning like that. And I thought it was a really great place for an outdoor concert. Never been to a concert there. Um, and, you know, I mean, I just think that the planes landing and taking off just sort of added to the experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there was a UPS plane that took off in the middle of one of the American Idol sessions. And so yeah. when he was singing, you could hear this like take off. And I'm like, oh that's this is yeah, you don't you don't hear that at Tacoma Dome. <laughs> no. And Monica, I got to try some astronaut ice cream. Oh my I god. So excited. so excited. Oh man. Went into the gift store and, and the first thing you see in front of you is astronaut ice cream. Oh, I haven't had that in years. It's so good. Is that what you went in for? Yeah, that's the only reason oh, I'm looking exactly for. Exactly what you went in for. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, I know. I don't have any clean shots of you in the ice cream. Just some troll video footage of you and my family. <laughs> so, no, I ate it up fast. Ate that up yeah, fast. Yeah, for sure. So, any other highlights for you, Nelson? I I really enjoyed the concert. There was some things to sing and dance to, and there were some people really getting down out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> no, my highlight obviously Elysian beer. They were yes. out there the space dust ipa i okay i'll admit monica i don't usually drink ipas but with the space <laughs> dust i drink i drank that one and i was like okay i like that one i like that one you had the raspy whisper mm-hmm. and there's a couple other beers too as well mm-hmm. and um yeah they were out there in full force loved it loved absolutely Elysian. they had patches that i picked up from them to commemorate the lunar landing and stickers and stickers and then they had cigarette candies <laughs> cigarette rock candies <laughs> i was eating the whole entire time i don't know why uh, I was you ate two packs <laughs> so you, two packs. you you were up to two packs a day nelson lao <laughs> <laughs> yeah Woo. yeah Woo. i know gotta I know. cut back sorry yeah. they're addicting they're addicting totally shout out to illusion <laughs> brewing for hosting us and for the delicious beer i mean yeah. you know i ended up staying all night i i didn't expect that i would because you know hashtag i have a bedtime but it was such a great night like as the sun went down and it cooled off and it was just such a chill experience i loved it it was fun i really i really did that was really good okay monica that was were pretty much our recaps for the week let's get into the events huh okay Let's do this. Hey, Monica, we are recording right now on Sunday night. Did you know Sunday night is National Ice Cream Day? I did, and I ate ice cream for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Way to commemorate nice National Ice Cream Day. I know, right? (laughs) Hey, hashtag yellow. (laughs) So tell us. All right. Speaking of National Ice Cream Day, Matcha Man is popping up once again. They haven't popped up in a while, so you guys get ready for this and get ready to wait in line. This time, they're going to be at Stumptown Coffee on 1115 12th Avenue on Sunday from 12 to 4 p.m. For this pop-up, Monica, they're de- they're debuting a new flavor, oolong tea, mm-hmm. along with their matcha flavor, original Ooh. matcha flavor. Oolong tea. What do you think? 
I like oolong tea. I'd be interested to see how that goes into soft serve, but I'm sure they do a fantastic job. Yeah, I'm interested to get a swirl of that with that teyaki cone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just want to let people know, Sunday, get in line, get there early, because usually about 45 minutes, probably, yeah. if you're in line, yeah. probably it takes that long. Yeah, I've gotten lucky before, but uh, if you don't want to roll the dice, you just got to be first. Okay, Monica, what do you got for us? On Wednesday, July 24th, the Seattle Good Business Network presents their third annual Game of Chefs. Is that what it is? Is that where it originated from, like Game of Thrones and then Game of Chefs? Or I don't know. Just, I think I so. But you're so much okay. better at like sound effects than I am. So I really <laughs> love when you just jump in and do that. <laughs> so it's going to feature Seattle Restaurant Week chefs, Kimberly Cosway of Heartwood Provisions, Christy Brown of That Brown Girl Cooks and Kevin David of Orfeo competing using a pantry of Seattle made products and Pacific Northwest produce at Hot Stove Society. So you can enjoy food and beverages while you choose your favorite dishes. So you get to vote along with celebrity judges to crown the top chef. Uh, Nelson, have you been to this event before? I have not, but I've heard of it and I've seen a lot of stories from in years past Mm -hmm. and it looks really epic. Yeah, it it does for sure. Um, And I hear you get to meet makers, chefs, and pick up Seattle-made treats. Um, I've never been there either uh, for this event, but tickets start at $125 on Stranger Tickets, and it benefits the programs of Seattle Good Business Network. So I know know a little bit about this organization because I get emails and updates from them. Um, So they're a nonprofit dedicated to connecting and inspiring people to buy, produce, and invest locally. So it's all about local business. So I think that's pretty cool. Yes. Anytime you can support local businesses, we are all in for that. For sure. What do you got, Nelson? Okay. Another one we got. If you don't have plans on Saturday, you guys should head out to Tulalip up north for the outdoor taste of Tulalip Rock the Block Summer Bash. And it's hosted by the Tulalip Casino and Resort. If you head on over, there are nine Tulalip chefs competing as they fire up the grills and cook up some of the best grilled bites. Now, Monica, we had a chance to go up to Tulalip and Resort Casino and check it out, I believe, last month. The chefs, I'm very, I was really impressed by the chefs. Absolutely. The food was kind of a surprise to me because I hadn't really eaten at the Tulalip restaurants before. And it was just surprise after surprise. And uh, aside from uh, cooking up for this event and at the restaurants, I mean, sometimes the chefs come down to Seattle and cook for special events. So they've been getting around a bit. Um, so definitely fan of some of the food up at Tulalip. So they said grilled bites. So I'm thinking probably like some grilled salmon, maybe mm. some other other dishes too as well. Eat. Meat, all the meats, right? Meat, all the meat. <laughs> maybe, maybe some veggies. Maybe some veggies. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh. But Monica, in addition, you'll also be drinking from some of the top wines, distilleries, and breweries from Washington, Oregon, and other places around the world. I, I was reading through the descriptions, and you can start with drinking wines from Washington, Oregon, and then you can move down to drinking whiskey and some other spirits and then there's also tequila so lots of alcohol lots of alcohol for sure yeah you know, from, from experience um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just speaking for, from experience um they do have really great wines and, <laughs> and spirits and and uh beer up at Tulalip from some of the region's best makers you know just speaking from some experience <laughs> yeah yeah. Really good stuff. <laughs> there will also be entertainment and music at the Tulalip Amphitheater. 
Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. And Monica, for those that want to stay up there, there's also a special hotel rate for those attending the Taste of Tulalip too as well. Oh, that's awesome. The, the rooms are beautiful. I loved my room. Yeah, you're, you got a really nice room. I got a nice room too as well. I don't know why you got the bigger room. Is it because you're older than me? Is that what it is? I don't know. Why are you always telling people I'm older than you? <laughs> <laughs> you're horrible, Nelson. You're the senior. You're the you're always senior. Trying, you're always trying to find a way to slip that into every conversation. <laughs> um, you know, you know, Nelson. Just, it's just the look of the draw, right? It place, is. right time. It yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> all right monica we're going to be attending this next event tell us about this event that's on thursday so on thursday july 25th marina cantina is having a waterfront party and honestly you had me at waterfront at <laughs> agua verde cafe um so what we expect to find here is some new food and drinks with beautiful views always looking for that view i mean seattle is nothing without like a drink in your hand like sitting on the water marina cantina features five rumba design cocktails in addition to mexican food from Verde cafe's menu so um nelson have you been here before because i haven't you've never been to Verde? oh my goodness monica okay for everybody that doesn't know i used to go to the university of washington Oh, really? <laughs> Did you know that? Did you know that, Monica? I learn something new about you every day, Nelson. So interesting. So, <laughs> well, the thing you didn't know is that I was a molecular and cellular biology major as an undergrad. All those buildings are right next to Aqua Verde. Oh. So whenever we wanted to go for lunch, instead of going to the UW cafeteria and mm -hmm. get stale old tuna sandwiches, mm -hmm. we go down to Aqua Verde and get some awesome fish tacos or mm -hmm. anything Mexican seafood. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. it's awesome. And then there's also next door. You can also rent kayaks too. I may have done a couple date nights where we rented kayaks and then oh. had dinner at Agua Verde. I don't know. Potentially hypothetically. I don't know. Oh. Maybe with my imaginary girlfriend. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, it's a sound fun. It's really, it was really fun. Um, it's such a great setting. I love, I love Agua Verde. I have had so many good memories with, friends from UW just after taking a hard test just going and just getting some fish tacos that sounds fantastic so I can't wait so you guys if you want to come tickets start at $25 on Eventbrite um, so check that out because again summer it's it's July already we got to make the most of it you guys yes definitely so Monica I got one more event to just anchor it up let's finish it off and we're on the east side so I'm excited for this one Monica, I've been going to the Bellevue Arts Fair for years. And when I mean years, I should say decades because <laughs> I've been going since I was a kid. It's one of the biggest arts fairs in the greater Seattle area with mm -hmm. over 300 artists showcasing unique handmade arts and crafts. Friday through Sunday, starting at 9.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. on Friday and Saturday, and then going from 10 to 6 p.m. on Sunday, there will be tons of free activities such as a kids fair, Bellevue Art Museum ex exhibitions, and a sound and movement stage. As for food, there will be plenty of food, including street vendors and tons of food trucks. Monica, I checked out the website. They haven't announced what food trucks and vendors will be there, but in the past, they've always been really, really good, and they've had a wide variety of food trucks and vendors mm -hmm. out there. 
So I've never been to this, but this is something that I've watched a lot on social media. Um, as you know, Nelson, before the last year, I really would only go over to the east side like once a year. So really, I've upped my game in the past year. I'm getting <laughs> to the east side more often. So this might be the year that I go to the Bellevue Arts Fair because it definitely looks like a lot of fun. Um, it looks like there's a lot going on. And since you know, you're such a seasoned expert in going, you can give me the hot tips. Yeah, I really, I'm, whenever I'm at the arts fair as an adult, uh, I usually pick up some, a couple photographs, maybe some eight by tens or from five by sevens. Cause there are some really great local photographers that mm -hmm. are just shooting some fantastic Pacific Northwest art. You know me, I'm a huge orca fan. I love killer whales. Mm -hmm. So anytime you can capture an orca just jumping out of the water or something like that, I, I like to pick that up and just put it in my man cave. <laughs> <laughs> You have a man cave. Yes, I do I have, have a, a man cave. I have, I have a she shed. <laughs> you have a she shed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bit of an inside joke there, but um, you guys should go on to the Seattle's Worst podcast episode and listen to this. Sh he, he shed, she shed. She shed, he shed, she shed. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because when you were talking about Algoverde before and you started like molecular, blah, blah, like all I heard was molecular and then like I heard all these words and like my head got really confused <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> okay, yeah. Monica can't handle scientific words. Got it. Well, I had ice cream for breakfast, so I'm sugared out. <laughs> No, I, I love going through the art fair and just looking through the different arts and crafts. It's mm -hmm. as a kid, I didn't appreciate it because I was like, oh, my God, it's so hot and so boring. Mm -hmm. Like, when are we going to get cotton candy? But <laughs> now as an adult, I was like, wow, there are some art vendors that are just doing phenomenal stuff. And they also do tons of chalk art, too. You know, the stuff where it's just like the 3D art that they do. Mm -hmm. that, are you always mesmerized by that? Because I am. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> it okay. looks cool, but I wouldn't say that I'm mesmerized. I I can appreciate because I I don't I don't view myself as a terribly creative person, and so art just intrigues me in general. Yeah. But like when you said mesmerized, I just picture you like standing in front of it, and like you know, like in the cartoons where you see the swirly eyes. <laughs> yeah, like the like the guy trying to climb out of the out of the wall or something like that and <laughs> right and it's just like but it's a flat plane so if you like move like just two feet to the left it's like oh my god it's in 3d it's just like <laughs> it's amazing like how they do that it's so there's so much math involved and just i don't know i'm just i'm just enamored by that maybe no, it's just it sounds me. cool it sounds really cool <laughs> uh, you know what i'm hearing right now monica is like cool story bro cool story <laughs> That's, that's all I'm hearing from you. I try not to say that on the air, though. <laughs> yeah, but I can hear your tone, damn it. But they, but they don't know my tone. <laughs> all right, this this show has gotten off. This episode has gotten off the rails. Let's bring it back. Let's bring let's bring let's it all bring back. It home. Seattle Foodie Podcast. Let's bring it back. All right. Well, that's pretty much all of our events, Monica. I mean, that's it's some fun stuff. Weather's getting hot, so yeah, this sounds like a fun time right now. For sure. Love all of these events. Let's go ahead and get into the interview. Monica, you and I are big fans of this next person. She's an awesome friend of ours, and I'm so excited that you got to interview her. Oh, me too. You guys, if you're on Twitter or Instagram, then you will recognize Stephanie Forer for sure. She's one of Seattle's biggest names on social media and a prolific blogger. Here's our interview with Stephanie. <laughs> 
Hey everybody, today we're here with Stephanie Forer, and if you're on social media, you already know who she is. Stephanie is a food and travel writer, photographer on her blog, Eat, Drink, Travel, Y'all, and is one of Seattle's biggest names on Twitter and Instagram. We are so lucky to have her with us today. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Monica. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Let's get started. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in all this food stuff. All the food stuff. Well, I mean, Got like really into food in my late teens, like wanting to like cook healthier meals, like when I was getting into college. So that's kind of like how I first started cooking and becoming interested in food. And then from there, it just like kind of became an obsession. So I've, I've done all different kinds of things in food. I started like with a cooking blog back like, I guess like 10 or 12 years ago now. So now I definitely don't focus on the recipe development or cooking mm -hmm. side. You know, it's all dining out and telling people where they can go and what, you know, where they can go experience. But yeah, I just love food from a really young age and I love being around it. I love, I've worked in, in restaurants. I've written about restaurants. Um, yeah, I just, I love, I love food. Awesome. So there's some of us who really got more of a start on Twitter before Instagram was a thing, right? Yeah. And so I think I've been following you on Twitter for a really long time yeah. before I got on Instagram. So how did Instagram fit into your overall goals? And like, what was that transition like, like coming on over? Yeah, well, I... I'm with you. Like I definitely, I still probably prefer the Twitter platform to Instagram just as like a personal preference of something mm -hmm. I'm just going to use. So Instagram wasn't like the forefront of what I was doing to begin with. To me, it was more about writing about food and like photographing food and, and food being like a forefront of what I was doing with my career that wanted to be what I wanted to, to work in. And yeah, Instagram just continued to become a bigger and bigger piece of, you know, the blogging puzzle, the social media empire that you're building, mm -hmm. you know, as much for me, as as my blog is important. I still know that more people see a post that I do on Instagram or Twitter than actually go to a blog and read it. So mm -hmm. they've become, you know, very important pieces mm -hmm. of like sharing, you know, our journalism, our photography, our mm -hmm. love for food. Um, and now I definitely consider myself like first and foremost to be a writer, which is another reason I think Twitter speaks to me, but my photography has developed so much. And now I've gotten to a point where I just have like a really deep, like love for doing mm -hmm. that and creating content that way mm -hmm. so it's gotten to be like a really just a completely different way that I can express myself and now I just spend I'll spend hours working in like Lightroom editing a photo just mm -hmm. like the perfect way like playing with it like it's it's a really good creative outlet for me mm -hmm. so it definitely wasn't the focus when I started like I do prefer Twitter but they're both important means of getting information out there and yeah it just lets you be creative in a mm -hmm. really curated really like stylized kind of way that mm -hmm. I've had a I've had a lot of fun playing around with it. So I definitely know that that's what people are looking at mm -hmm. in the food world. You know, mm -hmm. I, that's the first thing that we're going to is, is Instagram because it's such a visual platform, obviously. So it's very important. And I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words, mm -hmm. you know, like I can talk about how something looks or tastes all day. But if I can show mm -hmm. you like what that donut ice cream sandwich looks like mm -hmm. or whatever, like mm -hmm. it's hard to describe you can't describe it that well. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, so much of what you just said resonated for me because I'm nowhere near like the blogger that you are in terms of, you know, content and like how you're following. But people often ask me like, why do I, why still blog? Because, yeah. you know, they're just like, do people still read blogs? Well, you'd be surprised people do read blogs. Yeah. But to me, like you were talking about earlier about being a recipe developer, like whenever I'm looking for a recipe, it's always a blog. Yeah. And always. so I feel like, you know, that's that world. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I know people 
read mine because we have analytics. Yeah. But it's not like I think people love the word blogger when they hear your blogger. Yeah. They're just like really fascinated by yeah. it. Yeah. But then when you ask them if they've read your blog, it's kind of like 50 50. Well, right? and I. It's weird. And there's also like all these people that identify themselves as a blogger yes. that are not bloggers. They are not bloggers. And there are, you could go yeah. do a sweep on the food people mm-hmm. in, in Seattle right now, and I bet half of them have totally. it in their profile. And it's, you're not a blogger if you don't write anything, you know? So mm-hmm. to me, that's a really, really important piece. Like Twitter, Instagram, those are, you know, those are all, that's additional mm-hmm. to what I'm doing. Those are just to, to promote my mm-hmm. blog and my website, like yeah. trying to give people meaningful content that mm-hmm. they can come back to a list of 10 places they can mm-hmm. eat in Victoria or, mm-hmm. you know, a, an in-depth restaurant profile of like El Nido. Cause I just went there mm-hmm. and I know how popular it is. So let me show you from the ambiance to the cocktails, mm-hmm. to the dessert, what everything looked like. So you can decide if you want to go eat there, mm-hmm. you know, like that's very important to me. It's, like yeah. it's creating value for people for people that way. For sure. I mean, I'm totally with you. I mean, whenever somebody calls himself a blogger or it's labeled like that on Instagram, I'm immediately looking for a website because I want to read the blog. I I want to know the direction and trends things are going in. Like, you know, I mean, we have to be adaptable if we mean to survive in in any kind of industry around social media. And if you don't, you don't. I mean, that's, that's cool. Some people don't, but I'm always interested. Yeah. I don't know where this redefinition of the word blogger came from. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. It's, it's, it's very interesting because many influencers now at this point are mm-hmm. not bloggers no. and not that they have to be. You can no. certainly influence people without having a website to of direct course. them back to. But my goal is not to blow people away with a really stunning photo every mm-hmm. day. I mean, that's a part of it. But mm-hmm. again, that's to I, I want that to be what is pushing you back to the blog yeah. where you can go back and find this this useful restaurant profile mm-hmm. or a list of you know, the best breakfasts and pie yeah. place or whatever it may be, trying to provide value to people with the kind of things that I like mm-hmm. and hoping that, you know, other food lovers will appreciate and love that too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's funny that you say that because I actually think a lot of your photos are stunning and have just gotten better over time. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I mean, the, it takes time to edit photos. I mean, I have to admit, I don't spend a lot. I mean, I, I edit my photos. I don't spend the time that I probably should, but it's hard to, it takes to a balance long time, everything. Though, like right? you said, like, and I've really, really gotten into that in the past year, yeah. just watching lots of like tutorials in mm-hmm. Lightroom. And like I said, spending like hours mm-hmm. and hours. And also like the travel component is mm-hmm. an important part of what I do. So getting those skills so that I can, you know, edit the killer travel photography, mm-hmm. you know, that content you know, it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's definitely come a long way. Like the, the editing is important as the photo. So you've already highlighted a few ways that you sort of talk about the Seattle foods and you talked about El Nido, you talked about, you know, 10 places to, to eat in Victoria. And, you know, that's, that's something people are always interested in like short getaway trips and, and what to yeah. eat when you're there, because obviously they're here in Seattle. Yeah. Um, so what are some other ways that you sort of bring Seattle's food to life every day? Gosh, well, I mean, I'm lucky that I'm right here downtown and I'm just surrounded by good restaurants. I mean, all the neighborhoods, though. We're really mm-hmm. lucky in the food department here. I mean, I guess, you know, to bring the Seattle food scene to life, I mean, I try to just share it with my audience as many ways as I can through photos and videos, through, you know, testimonials of me going through and, hey, I'm going to go taste 10 French onion soups today, you know, like telling the story, taking people along with me. Yeah, through photos and videos mm-hmm. and, you know, 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I want to launch a YouTube channel, but I just haven't had time <laughs> to do it yet. You know, it's been on the, it's been on my list mm -hmm. this year. I thought I'd get to it and I've made a few videos, but it's just, you know, there's only so much time in a day. Um, there was mm -hmm. like a, I think last week or the week before I wrote like five or six things in one week and they're all like coming out on my blog right now. So that's like really exciting that I have a lot of content going mm -hmm. up there, but it's just, you know, whenever I'm going to have time to get to all these videos I want to do eventually. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, video editing, it takes mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. It does. Hey, YouTubers, if you're listening, I'm just saying like a really solid business line is trying to hook up with Seattle food influencers <laughs> and like figuring out how to, how to do that. Monetize that. Yeah. yeah I mean, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I've talked with different videographers and, mm -hmm. and kicked ideas around for all different kinds of things. So yeah, there's definitely potential out there. For sure. Um, and there's a gap. Like, yeah. if you if you look on YouTube, there's no, like, consistent, dedicated Seattle food videos No, there's out. not. And that's, like, a, definitely a void that I've thought about filling, and I'm definitely very well positioned to mm -hmm. do it. It's just like, again, taking yep. the time. I've already got, always got my camera and my phone and I'm all already always taking photos with both of those mm -hmm. everywhere I go. And then you add a video component in. So it's either a third phone. I have to take like a gimbal or a tripod around yeah. with me. So, you know, it's, yep, it's a lot. Yeah. A well, good idea for sure. I know. So just listen <laughs> yeah. to you guys. There was a need. So what are some exciting things coming up for you? Like in the next year, you're always doing stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't have any like massive trips like overseas or anything planned right now. Uh, my boyfriend and I are going to New Orleans for mm. a good bit in September. My cousin's getting married there and he's actually from there. So we're going to be there for like eight or nine days to like a really big New Orleans, uh, consistently ranked the best food city in America. And being with him a local, that'll be a really mm -hmm. great way to experience it. Of course, I've been to New Orleans, but it's been a while. So I'm really excited about that i have some like more small pacific northwest trips coming up this summer i have something in going uh in the works for for bend oregon later in august and uh something for going back out to the washington coast to work with one of the smaller towns over there i'm really trying to spend as much time as i can in the pacific northwest yeah, in the summertime great. like i don't want to leave you know <laughs> like this is this is the time to this is the time to be here. It's so beautiful. So, so yeah, so some smaller stuff. And then I'm hoping my boyfriend and I are trying to get to Japan later this year. So Ooh. that would be like, I went last year and we're both just big totally. fans of Asian food. And mm -hmm. he works at Sushi Kashiba and uh, I work with some Japanese restaurants and yeah, it's my favorite kind of yeah, food. Yeah, and so. I remember you went by yourself. Yeah. And you still had the most amazing photos. Yeah, I had, it was just it was hard. Hilarious. I know I need to go back. Now I'm going to put him to work when, he, <laughs> when we go back. But yeah, it was just, it was a great experience. And so, um, yeah, we're going to try and do that later this year. But yeah, just, I mean, keep a lookout on the blog because there is, I really like rededicated myself to just updating that mm -hmm. very, you know, as much as I can and keeping fresh content. Like I said, there there's multiple things rolling out in the next few days. There's already, um, there's two really nice pieces up from Chicago and another one coming out mm -hmm. in the next two or three days. I just, you know, I did the, the little preview of El Nido, which is a really nice like photo, mm -hmm. photo diary type blog. And I'm doing a lot more like image driven blogs now. So there's more, there's just, my photography is just like yeah. developed a lot. So I'm just like, I'm trying to tell the story 
visually as much mm-hmm. as I can because you know that's again that's really how people can really picture it when they For see sure. that's what the dessert looks like oh that's what the bar looks like okay so they can really so you can feel like you're there so mm-hmm. that you can like I'm doing more restaurant profiles and yeah, just lots of content coming out. So just yeah, awesome. be on the lookout for that. Okay. So um, I'm going to ask you about uh, what are you eating, but I'm going to ask that you just give me three places of great things you're eating around Seattle today. Okay. I know it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Well, I made a list. It's longer than three. I know. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. I, okay. Well, I'm going to have to say, have Vanessa because we're going there lunch right <laughs> after this. Um, so I have loved Have Vanessa since I moved here. I live a block away. It's mm-hmm. so good. But they have this spicy kimchi udon hot pot and it's like to die for. It's I so good. I love noodle soups. So it's like, you know, I want to say it's almost probably more Korean than Japanese, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, it's so good. So if you're like, I'm a big ramen fan mm-hmm. too. So all the noodle soups. So that for sure. And do another neighborhood plug into uh, Pasta Casa Linka. Um, so I love their Pomodoro. It's outstanding. Like her pastas are so good. I think she does the best pasta in Seattle, mm-hmm. like hands down. Her name is Michaela. She's from Northern Italy. You can just like feel how much she loves that the food and sharing it with you when you walk mm-hmm. into Pasta Casalinga and Pike Place Market. Her her pastas are are just amazing. Um, so yeah, do that. And then you can add a uh, burrata to all like you can add just oh like gosh. a blob of burrata for like two dollars. So get the pasta, add the add the um the burrata to the pomodoro. It's will be the best thing ever. Oh man, and then third, gosh, I, I mean, know it's so hard. I know it's hard. I got I mean, I'm going to have to say Adana. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so solid. It's so mm-hmm. good. I'm going there later tonight. Like, <laughs> I go there a lot. But, I mean, if you don't know, you know, they have a, a menu that changes monthly. Mm-hmm. They do a different three, five, and seven course. Those guys are just killing it over mm-hmm. there, though. The, the, the food, the service, just the way they operate mm-hmm. is, is above and beyond what you find in in a restaurant in Seattle, they hold themselves to a different standard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do Wednesday night ramen night at the bar, which is always fun and great. Um, yeah, they have good bar bites, but their tasting menus are are really just are really great. Yeah. And changing it up. So every month they're just really dedicated to to seasonality, mm-hmm. to locality, to to, you know, tr- pushing the envelope and doing mm-hmm. new things. And they're, you know, a young team, but they're very, very um, passionate and inspired. And they do such a good job. I mm-hmm. can talk about them all day. <laughs> yeah, but agree. it's hard to pick three. I There's know. Ama- you know how much good food there is I here. And, and you and I could talk all day, so yeah, I'm sorry. We, we have to keep it short. Where can people find you on social media and what are your handles? And just... Wh- your website just so people know where to find yeah it. please go find me so my website is eatdrinktravelyall.com and then you can find me through there but my my instagram and twitter handles are are steph or s-t-e-p-h-f-o-r-r-e-r so just my name um yeah so you can find me there and i'm usually spewing a bunch of food and travel related <laughs> content there so yeah I'd love to connect with you guys. All right, Steph. Thanks so much for hanging out. And I'm so ready to go have lunch right now. I know. I'm so hungry. (laughs) I'm so ready.
And that's our interview with Stephanie Forer. Uh, she is so great. I love hanging out with her, whether it's just, you know, having lunch or being at an event. I was such a big fan of hers before I met her. And when I met her in person, like she's just so real. And I love that. So great interview. Monica, she's not just a food blogger or a food Instagrammer. She is a huge travel blogger as well. Mm -hmm. You guys got to go check out her website, eatdrinktravelyall.com. Mm -hmm. She has phenomenal stuff and she's always putting out content. What? I think every week, um, multiple times every week too oh, as yeah. well. Oh yeah. Lots of times during the week. Yeah, for yeah. sure. There's a lot there. I actually read a couple of her things just to get some inspiration from different places that she traveled to, mm -hmm. like Hawaii, mm -hmm. a trip to Victoria as well, and mm -hmm. discovered some places I had no idea was at. I mean, Victoria is usually like, what was it? Redfish, bluefish, fish and chips, and then... Mm -hmm. High tea, it, right? Empress, yeah. high tea at the Empress, high tea at the Empress and the mm -hmm. Bouchard Gardens. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. She gave me mm -hmm. a lot of ideas for that Victoria trip. Oh, for sure. And she's down in LA right now. And like where she's staying, she normally stays at like all these fancy hotels. Um, she's staying at this place where it's like $50 a room. And like, you know, just her explaining like the place that she's staying. I'm just loving it. Like it's such a different option than just staying at a standard hotel. And she's having a fantastic trip. All right. Thank you everyone for listening Monica, anything else to add? No, that's it. I'm hungry, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Always hungry. I love it. Because I'm hungry too. <laughs> what are we what are we having? What are we having? I'm having steak tonight. Ooh, steak. Yeah. Okay. What are you having? Yeah. Oh, this wonderful thing. It's called meal prepping. Um... So I'm gonna cook like maybe eight chicken breasts, steam several broccoli and some mm -hmm. baby bok choy, maybe a little salt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll look forward to that oh, on your yeah. stories later. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson, hashtag meal prep. <laughs> yeah. No, that's um, it's, it's usually what I have for lunch. So mm -hmm. that way that way I can indulge when we go out to the events at nighttime. So try to eat a little bit healthy. So. For sure. Well, that's pretty much all of our episode today. Episode 45. I can't believe it. Monica, I'm thinking about doing something special for episode 50. Maybe Ooh. tease that out. So okay. from five episodes from now but maybe i'll let you in on it too as well i know you're always so great at keeping secrets and just surprising me all of a sudden yeah surprise surprise <laughs> hope you like it you, like it. <laughs> you don't like it oh my bad we're just gonna do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone that's our show for today thank you so much for listening and happy eating seattle Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.